Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. All right. Welcome back to Landlocks. This is our final bowl preview podcast of the week. Of the year, this will be our last. We're gonna hear our glorious voices till next year. Hopefully, if uh, if we get renewed, if we haven't got canceled, because you know maybe I don't know when Wayne's actually listening to this. Maybe let's throw them back at the end of the year. Hopefully, you're listening to this on your way to Tennessee, and you're gonna watch Iowa State comfortably covered a ten and a half against Memphis, even though I already know what I'm betting, and that ain't it. Anyways, I am Ted Flynn, joined by Jake Voss and Sean Shantes Festerman. We are in. The Wild Rose Casino, as always, uh, we are fueled by Cody Rose. Got poor here beside me. Watching Cardinals, the Louisville Cardinals just crap the bed. Crapping all over it. So, fantastic. Anyways, um, we, I said our main sponsor is Wild Rose Casinos out Clinton, Jefferson, and Emmitsburg. I'm going to be up in the Clinton Casino on January 8th, National Championship game. Watching my, my Washington Huskies beat the Alabama Crimson Tide to host the trophy. That seems that seems reasonable, right? Washington over Alabama. Sure. That'd be fun. Yeah, that's, That'd be... that's definitely not two underdogs in the national championship game. Right, right. So I'm uh, speaking of that, but like I said, we were watching we were recording this on Wednesday night, so we were watching the uh holiday bowl, which I hope the Big Twelve takes. Um earlier today we watched the Mayo Bowl, which I don't know who's normally in the Mayo Bowl, but I hope that somehow we also get that one going forward. I know it was the ACC. And somebody, I feel like it's not normally, it's ACC versus SEC, if I had to guess. But like I said, we were doing bowl game pick them. We we're going to pick every game. But like I've said the last two weeks, this is a vibes-only podcast. Because by the time you listen to this game, by the time you want to bet on one of these games, none of the players are playing. Ever. Again. I don't know about none of the players ever again, but. Maybe like two of them. <laughs> some, some of them will hang around, but or most of skip. them are. It's they're busy. They have things. Yeah, no, it's not a good thing. Is in-game betting at Louisville USC under when you're like, oh, they gotta stop scoring at some point, and they have not. Oh, um, yeah, yikes. Um, anyways, all right, let's move on. We're, we're gonna start. Um, I think all right, real quick, and I know like we had an eight-minute stop for a game. Uh, baseball stadium unders are zero and two. Zero and two to start. Not oh, even yeah. close last night. And you have two more today by the time you listen to them. And I'm going to be betting both those unders probably. I, I don't know if baseball unders are just good if the teams are shit. <laughs> or what, I mean, but, I tried to semi-propose that question last week, and it was, it was like, is it just the ones that are against teams that don't have good offenses and play in cold weather climates? or Yeah, those, those Big what, Ten ACC so matchups. Anyway. Rutgers yeah. versus Miami. And what's the other one? What's the uh, SMU versus somebody tomorrow, too? We're, well, we probably talked about that one. That's my first one. Because uh, I highly doubt you're listening to this for that game. But that is a 10 a.m. kickoff today, Thursday, December 28th. If Aiden wakes up early enough to post this. All right. <laughs> we trust Aiden. On. Aiden will get it done. Yeah, he doesn't, he doesn't sleep. All right. SMU. Hang on, before hang on, before we start, as of right now, Ted is nine and five last week. I'm six and eight. Ted's a seven and seven. That's not counting the games that have not finished yet. So that makes Ted eleven and eleven, makes me ten and twelve, and makes Tez thirteen and nine. Let's go. Yeah, big old big old cluster for the uh, the beer. Oh yeah, come on, the bar tab, the bar tab. Uh, we are so me and Sean and Jake are picking every game. Winner gets a bar tab. So, 
It's going to come down to the wire. I can't wait for my Washington Huskies. We are done. I feel like I should like find a new team, but Wyoming also plays, and you know they're winning. Yeah, yeah. Toledo ain't got shit on the Cowboys, man. All right. Anyways, SMU versus Boston College. God, didn't mess up. They're not playing at Boston College. They might as well be playing at Boston College. I'm not sure where that game's at. Chicks, tell us here in a minute. Uh, SMU's a ten and a half point favorite over under is forty seven and a half. Jake, where is the ball or what is the ball? It's the Wasabi Fenway Bowl. Because when you think of the Red Sox, you think of Wasabi. Wasabi. Yeah, I don't know is, that, is, is that a Boston thing? I feel like that's a Japanese thing. I don't feel like that's a Boston thing. Yeah, that is not a Boston thing. thing. Yeah, that is. Uh, it's apparently Wasabi has. Sort of become a brand now. Big wasabi. Yeah. Is it like is it like Kleenex and Band-Aid? Where it's just nah, I don't think I don't think it's like a well, I mean I guess somebody could have made it a brand, but I'll just keep watching Louisville miss tackles. Anyways, um good news Oklahoma State's covering. All right, so like I said, um I I really I'm all on an SMU minus ten and a half. I'm not sure if that's gonna be my bet. I might buy, bet like Boston College team total under. It is in a stadium game, which we just discussed. Should be an auto under, but pretty gun shy right now because those last two have gone way over. So it's probably what I'll do. Uh, neither of these teams have anybody significant out. Um, I don't think you needed to include game, out. So, but yeah. <laughs> um, oh, touchdown. Yeah, I had. Just down as far as like if you're gonna play the spread, I don't know, maybe SMU. Um, BC's nine and three against the over this year, so that's also a little weird. But that's also you're playing in Fenway, so does that matter? Who knows? Uh, Nobody knows. I don't know. Boston College <clears throat> has been in 27 bowl games. Well, yeah, they've yeah. been around for yeah, 400 they've, years. They've, they've been around forever, and they used to be a wagon, didn't they? I mean, that's where Flutie played for, right? Boston College? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you had, you had those years, even, who was it, early 2000s? SMU's um, been to 18 bowl games? I am just mad now. All right, whatever. Now I'm just Once again, Matt Ryan go to, to wagon. Boston what College? Uh, One of those guys. Like, I can't wait till we get to Iowa State's trends, and they're like, "Been to seven. Um, it might be more than seven now, but yeah, everything's on SMU. I'm sure Jake's going to tell us about how although everything was on SMU. Um, 10 a.m. Man, 10 a.m. Football game on a Thursday. What more can you ask for in life? This is life. 10 a.m. Football at work. Checking your phone to make sure a baseball under hits. And I'm texting these guys at 9.30 in the morning to get their picks in <laughs> for the graphic. I screwed, up. I screwed up that graphic twice today, both on Sean's <laughs> picks. So I'm going I'm to post them both on the sheet and in our chat and see if we can get them get done tonight. <laughs> yeah, I, it's, I just – God bless anybody. If anybody – I guess Boston College fans probably didn't have to travel far not to dive into this, but God bless anybody that left <laughs> Dallas to go to Boston on December 28th for a 11 a.m. Boston time bowl game in a baseball stadium. Don't do that to yourself. You're better no. than that. Speaking of baseball stadium games, <laughs> so I'm pretty sure I know where this one's at. Rutgers is two and a half point favorite over Miami. Over under is 41 and a half. Yankee Stadium, pinstripe bowl. So this line's moved by five points towards Rutgers, right? I'm pretty sure Miami started as a favorite in this game. Um, I did not yeah, check the yeah, history it has, on it. It has moved from like minus three and a half to it's yeah, it's moved like five points, five six points. But there's there's a lot of games that have done that, um, honestly, because so this this game. Uh, Rutgers has uh, an offensive tackle in the transfer portal and an opt-out of a cornerback. Um, Miami has um, has their quarterback, or Tyler Van Dyke, that was one of their quarterbacks, is in the transfer portal. 
uh, one of their decent white, pretty His good white receivers. Grandfather was on the Mary Tyler Moore show. Is That's that a joke? You need the one each. I was no, no, no. Okay, I I got the <laughs> reference, but I didn't know if that was true or not. No, I shook my head. Yeah, I'm over here trying to read things, and you're trying to trick. Told me. you it's a pure uh, vibes podcast. <laughs> Evan edge rusher with 23 tackles out and a linebacker with 48 tackles out. They also have two safeties and a defensive tackle that are opted out. So, uh, yeah, not, not surprising. Miami has some, um, some attrition there. That's probably, that's a big reason why they've, uh, why that line has swung the way it has. Yeah. You got, I mean, Rutgers definitely showed this year that they're, better than I think a lot of people thought they'd be, especially on offense. So if Miami's missing a lot of key defensive guys, that might might be an issue. Um, I I do have the note that in this is if you're feeling it, uh, Miami's last five Thursday games against non-ranked teams have gone under. <laughs> so just keep that in the back of your head when you're, you know, there's a oh, lot of things and, to feel out, but. And so on the, the Miami quarterback situation, so Tyler Van Dyke is in the transfer portal and the backup that had played behind him is out for the year. So they're on whatever their third is. And I don't know what that looks like. So that's probably the biggest, was the biggest swing. It's one of those things like, so everyone I've, I've seen now on, on, on Twitter now, like a few times, like Rutgers, Moneyline, Muck, Rutgers, whatever. Like everyone's just so on on Rutgers. And I'm like, they're still Rutgers, right? And I understand Miami has lost a lot of players, but like, yeah, and I, it's still I think, Rutgers. I think we're also seeing tonight now, given Louisville is down to their third string quarterback, I think at this point, but USC came out and did the thing where I was, I was, a, I didn't think that they'd be motivated, but I knew they probably still had the talent to come out and do what they're doing tonight. I mean, it's 42 to 28. Dude, I bet their the team total under. Yeah, I mean, and and I think that's pretty much what we talked about is we didn't think that they would, they'd want to be there, didn't think they'd care enough to do this. Well, they've got the talent, and they came out and cared enough to do it. So I think so you got to be. That's one thing you do have to be careful with a team, uh, team like that, like Miami or. Does Caleb Williams have character issues? Does his team not want to play for him? This is like draft day with Kevin Costner. No one's helping him up off the ground. Nobody went to his birthday party. No one went to Caleb Williams' birthday party. <laughs> Please don't draft him, Chicago Bears. I beg of you. Um, draft the guy whose last name sounds like a condiment. Condiment, not condom, you sick <laughs> bastards. All right. Um, just bet the under. I, I feel like the under is the bet, and I hate it, right? And it's just yep. – I'm gun-shy of these unders right now. USC – you and are gun shy about betting unders in baseball stadiums. Man, you man. love just firing unders off. What are you talking about? <coughs> man, for I'm fun, like there's nothing money. to it. Like it's free money. It's well, yeah, the last two nights has not been free money in baseball stadiums. Like I'm a Cubs watching Cubs games all over again. Did you know every NFL MLB team has gotten a free agent but the Cubs? Yes, that's fun. Anyways, no, it's not. Moving on. To a, this game, this game should be fun. North Carolina State versus Kansas State. Over under is forty seven. Kansas State is a minus two on. Is, Kansas State is a two point favorite. So, K State's quarterback's not playing, right? The Pop Tarts playing. Bowl. Oh, it's the Pop Tarts Bowl. It is no, the uh, this is this is the Pop Tarts Bowl. Um, Will Howard is not playing, but I think that is because they said, "Okay, you can move your butt out of here. We're going with the kid." that came in and lit the world on fire for three or four, three weeks or whatever. And we're just going to yeah. move forward doing that. And Did Iowa State a, break Kansas State spirit? My call on. I, mean, I think the snow probably has had as much to do with that as anything, but Abu Sama certainly did. Right. So, all right. This is the Pop-Tarts Bowl. Um, oh, yeah, this is the which is an Orlando Camping, World, Camping Bowl. World Bowl. Yep. Yeah. Cheez-It Bowl. Yeah. The, the not real Cheez-It Bowl. The one, the bowl, oh. or the stadium that has five bowls in it. Yeah. yeah. So can we just discuss something? Baby. That's 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 really important. Hang on, let yeah. me hang on, let me run through uh, NC State. Uh, they have a quarterback in a transfer portal. Doesn't look like their starter. They have some minor wide receivers, an offensive lineman, 
and a defensive lineman with 22 tackles. And then Kansas State, like we said, Will Howard is out. Uh, running back, Treshawn Ward. <clears throat> and a transfer portal, edge rusher with 15 tackles. Cornerback, Will Lee, 42 tackles, uh, two interceptions, six pass defended. A safety, 57 tackles, three interceptions. So those two guys are pretty significant in the secondary. Uh, and then three opt-outs, a wide receiver, pretty significant wide receiver, led the team in receiving. Philip Brooks, uh, tight end, who was also their uh, leading tight end, and offensive, or sorry, Colin Klein left for AM. So, he's doing a bang-up job tonight. Yeah, I don't know if he's coaching or not. I know, I'm just being a dick. Um, well, you, Sean, you got anything to tack on this bowl before we dive into the most important thing in the bowl season? Uh, no, not really. The only thing I had is, yeah, I don't – this is – I think this will be a fun one to watch um, as far as – one, because that they get to eat the mascot at the end. Oh, no, um, that's what we're going to talk about here in a second. Uh, but, then, but then at the end, I, I was looking Don't shake your head at me, Jake. This is bull crap. You can't say you can eat the mascot and then you don't get to eat the mascot. Well, it's not cannibalism. Let's take it easy. Uh, no, it's not did, even the mascot suit. It's they did, put a toaster on the trophy. Yeah, and you like pop tarts out of it. You wanted a whole freaking like edible pop tart suit out there. Yeah, if you say that's what we're gonna get, that's what I want. That's Edel just gonna mascot. melt and fall apart in Orlando. I don't I was, care. I don't. Care. I wasn't sure how they were ever gonna pull off what they were. I don't care if they brought a new promising. mascot out of the freezer at, at the end of the game. You can't say you could eat. Like, so you could eat the trophy, and even that's a lie. You're not eating a trophy. The, t- the trophy's making pop tarts. And then anyway, do you know how many points Pop-Tart. a game Kansas State averaged this year? Not enough to be. Don't what? Thirty-seven point eight a game. How many they get on Iowa State? It's. If it would have been more, that number would have gone up. Yeah, the number would have gone up. So that's why I mean it's a man, it's 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 K State, man. They they're just they're a thorn in people's side. It's what they do. They are weirdly almost obviously not offensive wise, but just for what the staple they are and what Snyder built into them, they are just sort of the Big 12's Iowa of just fucking next man in and just yeah, I, this you, this three-star dude will beat you and it doesn't well, matter. win the game. I'm betting K-State minus two. I didn't just... realize, so NC State to end the year beat UNC, won at Virginia Tech, won at Wake Forest, beat Miami, and beat Clemson. Now, none of those are like insane world beaters, but to just go 5-0 and in those games with the scores that they did, that's nothing to shake a stick at. Yeah, they're, they're certainly not a slouch by any means. I've also, in the in part of this is, I think in the last year or two, where NC State's made their their come up and statement of just like, all right, maybe we are, we're going to be the next ACC team or trying to be the ACC team. Like when it comes to this time of year, they just haven't really proved it. Um, and that's just in my brain, which obviously doesn't matter um, whether my brain or what they did in the past in bowl games. But here's what we really need to talk about. Why not take the under? Because neither one of these teams are going to want to be there because they don't get to eat the goddamn mascot. The disappointment that they don't get to eat a mascot is just going to like, like just go through both these teams' locker rooms. And they're not going to want to be there. They're not going to want scoring points to so just take the under. Because why would you want to play in a game when you get promised to eat a live Pop-Tart man and you don't get it? Or woman. And you don't get to eat that person. Counterpoint. Would you rather <laughs> get the chance to be selfish and take a bite out of a mascot? Or forever have a trophy in your trophy case that's a Pop-Tart's toaster trophy? Okay. I want to play for that every day of the week. I'll score so, 90 for it. So the pop tart. There's a lot of times on the pop tarts bowl. They're, uh, the pop tart that they're popping out of the trophy. more games. <laughs> the pop tart that they're making is strawberry. Can we agree that that's crap and they can went a different way? No, it's a top three pop tart, and it's not number three. And it's like no, the most s'mores is the top. S'mores is the top. 
Uh, but no, the, it's not. The or brown sugar. Brown sugar's up there too. All right, I'm I'm done arguing about this. Yeah. I already didn't yeah, want to yeah, argue yeah. about the fucking mascot. <laughs> Just because you guys don't like brown sugar, that's fine. Um, I love brown sugar, but if we're going to do this, it's going to take an hour. And yes. <laughs> All right, moving on to the auto game of the auto bet of the week. Um, Arizona versus Oklahoma. Um, Oklahoma's a two and a half point underdog over under is 59. It's the Alamo Bowl. You bet the over, you don't think about it, you just do it. Is that a thing? Game game goes over. Huh. It's actually dropped three points than where I looked at it. Yeah, the game goes over. I bet it's gone over like I don't think the Iowa State game went over because I think that was like 32 no 32 24 or something. What was that final score? That I think they were short. close. Uh I just want to bet on Arizona. I hate that. I think they're going to lose. And I won the win. But. Arizona has one opt-out. It's a left tackle. Um, Oklahoma, Dylan Gabriel, gone. Tyree Walker, running back, gone. Offensive guard, gone. One of their top cornerbacks, gone. Opt-out. Three opt-outs. Um, well, two opt-outs and then a transfer. Sorry, not a transfer. OC left for Mississippi State. <laughs> they list them all the same, so get an offensive tackle and a, a center that are opting out. So, um, yeah, I don't – I th- I'm going to be on Arizona in this game. It's all there is And you me. can play the game of is Arizona just want to send a point of just like, yeah, man, get the fuck out of the Big 12. It's We'll take your spot. I like you how we have like a record of bombs on this podcast because it's the last one for like nine months. We can't get fired. <laughs> yeah, it is. When we can get fired, but let's hope that we don't get fired. Um. Definitely gonna get the not safer warning uh, aid on this one. Um, Sorry, I think it's just I think it's just standard at this point. So, all right. So, the winning team in the Alamo Bowl has scored of at least forty points six of the last so many games, thirteen games. I wish so, I wish Action would give me a breakdown, uh, be able to like put some of these stat boxes together for the bowl game by itself, like they do the teams, because that would be be nice and, to see some of those. But and eleven of those. And 11 of those 13 games, the losing team had 28 points average. So, I mean, this game's going to score. So, yeah, I agree, though, with Arizona. I want Arizona to win because FOU forever. Um, yeah. All right, moving on to Friday. Friday morning, Kentucky versus Clemson. Clemson is a five-point favorite over under is 45 and a half. Absolutely Jackson no field. Gator Bowl. Gator Bowl. Jacksonville. I also have very little feel. Um, as far as transfers, Clemson has a middle of the road wide receiver and a probably rotational safety that are in the transfer portal and three opt outs. Uh, linebacker, their leading linebacker, um, probably a rotational cornerback and a rotational defensive lineman. Kentucky has one person in the transfer portal, an edge rusher with, that had 36 tackles on the season. So nothing super major there. Well, not, nothing super major for Kentucky there. Um, three or at least two pretty impact people on the defense for uh, Clemson, I'd say. Uh, yeah, I had uh, both of these teams are basically 50 50 against the spread like neither of them doing a ton not crushing people it is what it is um i have kentucky covers 20 percent as an underdog uh obviously not a great number but also kentucky's also just owned the gators the last couple years so they're going to florida playing in the gator bowl if you need a sign (laughs) there it is uh but yeah who knows i i would take clemson it's i'm probably going to take clemson i feel like this is like a coaching uh just take the better coach here no offense to stoops stoops is the guy at kentucky right correct so, also Kentucky's 0-6-1 against the spread last past seven games with seven more games of rest. This is on the seventh day we rested. Um, the under is 7-3, though, against non-SEC teams for Kentucky. So That's kind of the thing that I wanted to look at, but I don't love Kentucky the... lost a certain bowl game last year. 
21 nothing. So all right, the under hit. Under hit. <clears throat> Guess who's also going to lose a bowl game this year? It rhymes with NSE. Um. Anyways, we're moving in the afternoon. Oregon State, the Beavs, six and a half point underdogs over unders 41 and a half. Where is this game? Uh, it is the to- Tony the Tiger Sun Bowl in El Paso. I learned something about Tony the Tiger today. Do you want to know why Tony the Tiger is no longer on Twitter? No, Do I? No one wants to because he got so bombarded with furries that he had to close his account. He had to close his account. <laughs> yeah, I don't feel the, like the brand. The brand couldn't keep the, the brand, account open yeah. and manage the account. Imagine the uh, the replies must have got pretty nasty <sighs> and fluffy. Yeah, well, lost to keep fur. People are messed up. Jesus. Notre Dame in the points. Uh, that's uh, so. so the transfer. Uh, yeah, uh, Oregon State obviously DJ Uyunglele is out or is is leaving. Uh, leading tight end is out. Uh, leading linebacker is gone. Leading Coach second, is gone. leading safety is gone. Kicker is apparently gone. Uh, they've got a wide receiver opt out and a right tackle opt out. Uh, they have conference is gone. They're leading. They're leading. No, they got the running, conference. <laughs> Made some money running back. Too. Their leading running back is out after a DUI arrest, and then head coach is now at Michigan State. And their passing game coordinator went, or is the uh, interim head coach. Notre Dame also has. Uh, top three wide receivers in the transfer portal, tight end, uh, top tight end in the transfer portal, probably their second tight end in the transfer portal, a center in the transfer portal, an edge rusher with 20 tackles, uh, opt-out Sam Hartman, uh, their leading running back, uh, one of their better linebackers, offensive tackle, offensive <laughs> tackle, cornerback with 21 tackles. So there's a this is a game where this is kind of those – like good teams, but not the super upper level teams, and they're just getting smacked between the transfer gotta, portal and opt outs. I don't want to like be that guy, but man. They got a fair way to fix this. They got to you know, move the transfer portal back a month or something. Like it just this is tough, you know. Well, the, the, uh, there's two windows for the transfer portal. Way, I mean, that's, but... you'd have to move it so that there isn't a window before the bowl game, and then all your and then what you're going to have is just a bunch of opt outs that aren't in the transfer portal yet. Right, and we're going to discuss that when we get to the near six bowls. I think this might be the worst. I think I like Sean, though. I think you take Notre Dame and maybe the under. I think Notre Dame's going to wax them. This yeah, game Dame. feels a lot like when Iowa State played Notre Dame, and it was a seven-point spread, and everybody yeah. was just like, yeah, they'll hang in. I'm just – I don't think they will. Like, I and just... they, they might even hang in, but it <clears throat> might be a – 10 point victory that looks right. like a yeah, yeah, yeah. three touchdown victory. No, yeah, I'm not. It's just Notre Dame's, I think, is going to control that game and it'll just be like, you agree. know, let's pack it up. It's 27 10 or whatever it may be and get out of here. And everybody had fun in El Paso, I believe, is what they said. This is on my list of the games I like to go to. I want to go just go get tanked in El Paso, Texas. You know, walk in the wrong bar and know about a kidney. Yeah. Oh, my God. That's I would have to have a responsible choice. person with me in like one of these towns. Like, no, Ted, no, no. That bar, as Sean liked to tell me when we're in Des Moines, that bar's a, it's a stabby bar. We can't go to it's that one. It's a stabby bar. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we can't go to that one. All right. Um, We are an Iowa State podcast. We are on the Second Pack Network. We probably should talk about Memphis plus 10 and a half at Versus Iowa State. Obviously, we're the home team in Memphis because that makes sense. Um, <laughs> over under is 57 and a half. Oh, buddy. I hate everything about this line, and I'm probably going to take Memphis 10 and a half and be hope that I get proven wrong. Um, I'm just slamming that under. So yeah, the one thing that scares me about the under is the fact that um, so for Iowa State, that Rocco Beck is going to cook. Good, yeah, I get it. <laughs> but our defense not having what's probably going to be a top two round pick, and be missing our best linebacker that got proven very early in the season that it was an issue for us when he was out. 
uh, against an offense that is very deliberate and explosive. Uh, yeah, I don't think Iowa State has any trouble uh, scoring, yeah. but I don't know what that looks like. Yeah, I'm not seeing the opposite, Sean. I think the over. I think you could, I can see 34-24, right? That gets us there, right? Yeah. yeah. No, and, yeah. and I do get that because I know, like, in our chats over the season, there were plenty of those games where you had fill-in guys in the secondary or even playing kind of whether it's however you want to classify it, a nickel or a dime package or whatever, and just certain dudes just got cooked over and over and over so, again. I, I do love this betting nugget. The unders eight new in the last eight bowl games. Okay. But with who? With who? Who's that for? <laughs> oh, yeah, perfect. Um, <laughs> I do uh, have it. It's 10 to on the over on the year. So, sorry. Go ahead. 12 of, 12 of Iowa State's last 13 non-conference games have hit the under, but also, yeah, that's... I just don't see... So That's Memphis, like three years of data, so... Memphis has a couple of offensive linemen games. out. Um, Iowa State, the only ones they have listed are Eli Sanders and Cartavius Norton being in the transfer portal, which we already knew. They didn't even play it. They didn't travel to the last game. Uh, but you're going to have TJ Tampa and Malik Verdon not playing. That's who we're referencing for the secondary for Iowa State. Um, yeah, I... I just think this is probably going to be one of those. I don't think that Campbell and staff air it out, but I think we're going to score. But I, I think that uh, Memphis will hit enough of their shots to also put it up their high 20s, probably race to 30, lower low 30s type of score. I'm going to need to see Iowa State blow out a bowl game for me to believe that they can. I mean, I guess they have Oregon, right, in 20. So, yeah. I, that was a Fiesta Bowl, you know, something yeah. that – Eastern Iowa teams don't get a player. Those New Year's Six Bowls or Sweet Sixteens. It Sorry. would be fun to just kind of see him do some of the like, even a couple of these. The last week or so, you see a couple of these teams that do even down two touchdowns, running fake punts or whatever. And there's like, all right, we had it in the playbook all year. Like, we might as well run it now. Like, just at least have fun with it, and that's. And I'm not saying they don't have fun with it, but <laughs> um, but also they don't have a lot of fun with it most. But of the time. They, yeah, it's, you can only run so many halfback off tackles before. I will say Man. one one thing that I think will determine whether this game is tight or whether it's Iowa State pulls away and wins by multiple touchdowns and covers is if we get pressure with three and four pretty consistently on that yeah. offensive line and don't give them time to be as deliberate as they want to be with their, their, you know, explosive bigger plays, then we, we will probably win the game by multiple touchdowns. If we cover this spread, the vibes going on next year are going to be up there to what was going on in the 2021, which scares the crap out of me because we all saw how that went. So. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, True, I, also think, but... I also think you have to put some kind of um, limiter on that going into next year because the team is still super young. That other, the 21 yeah, absolutely. crazy old and like it was, it wasn't ridiculous to expect great things out of them. This team is still going to be a lot of sophomores and juniors that also played for three years already. This is Iowa State's 18th bowl. I did not realize that number was that high, so that makes me happy. We were not going to discuss. Yeah, their I think what you're. Yeah, I think what you're. Lo- think what you're losing in that is like the bowls from like I don't know when 70s, they played them in like the sixties and seventies or whatever. That, we didn't win those bowls. When we were there. Good. Well, whatever. All right, well, your there. over is going to hit Sean because that's how that works. It looks so bad for a while. I hope you're happy of yourself. Anyways, all right, moving on. New Year's six games. Um, one of the few ones that are good. Um, I want to talk about, is this the? I feel like this might be the worst New Year's six bowl schedule ever. Sure, feels like it because there are some large, large spread. Buddy, there's no, two I, spreads I think... almost twenty points. I mean, that's not a me problem. So, is that normally how that is? So, anyways. <laughs> 
speaking of one that's well, not go ahead yeah where would you like to start i guess that's we're gonna start we'll friday night into... we're gonna start friday night the one that actually has a good spread the one that like i don't know who to work for because i don't like seeing missouri people happy because i live too close to missouri no, I, don't, I don't know a single i know a single missouri fan and i live 10 miles from the border but anyways goodyear cotton bowl friday night 10 o'clock seven o'clock excuse me i had a burp there ohio state is a one oh wow Oh, is it the three now? Ohio State minus three over under is 49. That's Tigers, right? Harrison Jr. is yeah. not playing. Yeah, like, why, why is that so big? Um, I think, yeah, Missouri has no nothing significant for opt-outs or transfer portal. Ohio State obviously has Kyle McCord, the quarterback, and uh, one of their role player wide receivers, but um, that's listed here. But there's a lot of guys that may have actually declared or we expect to declare uh, sitting out. Um, I mean, yeah, Marvin Harrison Jr. Uh, they're, they're stud tight end. They have a cornerback. Um, I think uh, one of their other wide receiver, like stud wide receivers, is also probably going to be opting out. So, yeah, I I'm that's Mizzou for me. I don't. I guess maybe it's one of those you still think that Ohio State has the talent to roll in. Or they're waiting for Harrison to say he's not playing. He hasn't said it yet, right? Yeah, I don't think I've seen it officially, but. Yeah, you know, I don't. I mean, it's tough to trust, (laughs) to trust Ohio State to do just, oh, he's next five-star guy in, like. They struggled with a lot of this line is good teams this year. Like it's also oh, this is the just... cl- this is the classic like Ohio State cares if they're in the playoff. They're right, like, Missouri yeah. has been out there trying to prove all year that they're you know actually good and need to be paid attention to it. It's kind of to me it's a classic like one team really cares and one team may or may not care all that much. And that's and on that same note, you kind of have this storyline of, I guess, you know, it's up to you how much truth you put into it is like, if, if Ryan day goes in here and kicks the shit out of Missouri, like, does that buy him a little bit of time? Like, does that make it okay? That, Cause everybody's talking about this dude just needs to get out. It's he yep. should, he's not making the playoff. He's not the dude. Not he has what, what is it? Four play. losses in three yards, three years or whatever. But the, uh, <laughs> well, the gotta, that's, that's, that's how that always goes for the between yeah. Michigan and Ohio State. Though, if you yeah. don't beat the other team, then that's a big. Right. That means as much as the playoff. Yeah, I can't wait for the NCAA twenty four computer graphic of Ryan Day to look more human than that man does. That man looks like just something created on Sims. Um. Yeah. A, uh, tires are over. Like, I think the over might be 40 and a half. I can see some points. Missouri knows how to score. So I can see some points in this sucker. So if if you're going Missouri, I would give you the over. Like it, but if you think Ohio State has a chance or is going to maybe win it, it's maybe the under. Um Ohio State just has not put up points to fight. You know, they just they're winning games with twenty six 27 29 points a game or whatever it is um, yeah it's, it's sorry uh it's just they're not putting up a b- bunch of points but also they they haven't given up a ton of points outside of you know a few of these it, you know it was it yeah indiana or illinois one of them took them right to the i know rutgers had them for a while like that game ended up like 24 22 like they're yes, not gonna not been the like game controlling team this year that yeah you would expect yeah they're not a team that gets up 10 and then just stays up 10 and then beats you they're just they're clawing and fighting for every win that they need to get and yeah it's, i could absolutely take missouri there i think i'm gonna probably do my first lean's probably gonna be under just in general, because if it is, I also don't know that Ohio State in general might not score a ton here. So I can dig it. 
I can dig it. All right. Um, Old Miss, Penn State in the Peach Bowl, I believe. Jake's going to come in a second. Penn State is minus four and a half over in the 40 and a half, 48 and a half. Um, no idea besides the under, because I don't think Penn State really scores a lot, but also they're 16 4 and 1 against the spread last two seasons. So as a favorite. Correct. That's pretty good. Chick fil A Peach Bowl. I Penn State is averaging 37 points a game this year. Penn State is? Penn State is. I like to see those games. It is. So, so I went through <laughs> and I looked at them because it was that was not the number that really got me when I was going through this. Um, when I went through it all and I was checking some numbers and comparing things, uh, the one that, that really hit me was their average margin of victory. Which is, give me one second while this loads. That's a big number. It's 32.6. And I go, this cannot possibly be right. They beat up on some really bad offenses that bad. Uh, I think you may know one of them. Yeah, I know. Um, They beat West Virginia by 23. They beat Delaware 63 to 7. They beat Illinois 30 to 13, 31 nothing against Iowa, 41 13 against Northwestern. And this was in the preseason one. This is where we talked about they just yeah. had a month of buys. Uh, 63 nothing against UMass, <laughs> 12 yeah, points against know. Ohio State, uh, 33 to 24 against Indiana. Then fifty-one to fifteen against Maryland. So they had a couple uh, of those bad ones in there that really floated it, but yeah, and then finished fifty-two nothing against Michigan State. Like, yeah, it's a it's a lot of back and forth, but like, there's there's points to be had, but it's a very deceptive number right. for what that shows. Like, it's a I think compared to. Compared to competition for this, yeah, they're maybe putting up 20, maybe. Also, I just don't trust Kiffin against top 10 teams, even if you don't know if, if you don't say Penn State's a true top 10 team. His top 10 teams against uh, – he's not great. Remember, we were going to score looking at this, not going to lie. I think they're going to score. In I mean. general, I think they will. Yeah, well, Kiffin can score. So Penn State can score. We just yeah, so I mean yeah, over over forty and a half. Like I'm not against it. Uh, Ole Miss has one opt out, by the way. Um, a DN, uh, forty tackle guy. Uh, Penn State, they're one of their uh, good tight ends is out. Uh, they have a left tackle, an edge that's not really uh, that big of a deal. Cornerback, uh, um, I haven't seen. They said there's a note to keep an eye on the quarterback. Their cornerback, Kalen King. Uh, and then their defensive coordinator uh, left for Duke. Um, one thing to of note, real quick, uh, Kiffin is as Old Mess has got zero and six against the under versus the under. The under is hit six straight times in Old Mess bowl games. I also had that note, um, which is yeah, what two of him, one of him. Mm. I think maybe two. At most three. Uh, yeah. I don't know. It's a it's a weird game, and this is also like Lane Kiffin's also one of those guys. He likes he loves to have fun with this. He likes to be cute, and sometimes that's good. Sometimes that's incredibly detrimental. <laughs> like it's just Kiffin is one of those guys through uh, grapevines and whispers that likes to cover to keep the boosters happy. So. He knows where he knows where his bread his bread is buttered. But uh, all right, enough about this very fun game. This next game is dog crap. Um, Florida State. Wait, wait, no, we got one more. Sorry. That's I was gonna say. That's the one you want to talk about. That's dog crap. Mar- no, Maryland. Talk about real dog crap. No, far me a lot more water than the other one. Maryland is a six and a half point underdog versus Auburn. Over under is forty seven. Where are we at? 
Give me Maryland. No, man. Give me the Bowl. points. Yeah. Uh, it's in Nashville. It's at the Titan Stadium. Music City Bowl. Transperfect Music City Bowl. Yeah, I don't trust Auburn to cover that number. No. Ever. Don't think they care. I'd say both of these teams are just I, – I don't know. They're weird. You don't know what you're Maryland. getting. So the, Maryland, the one thing I will say is Auburn has no significant players out as, as a note of here. Uh, Maryland has uh, second in the team in receptions tight end that is out and Ooh. what looks like probably a starting linebacker. Also, didn't think about the fact that uh, Talia Tagovailoa, to his little brother, uh, is opted out Jeez. as well as their is top quarterback. Yeah. No, I, he says he opted out. It doesn't say yeah. transfer portal. Uh, and there is a note with uh, Talia's, the, him being out, that the other QB has combined for 13 pass attempts. Perfect. So there's, they're bringing basically no experience in behind him. So that scares me a little bit. So under? Yeah, so <laughs> maybe not. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, I have, this is one of the games that I had just almost nothing. I'm just like, none of this makes sense. I don't know what to do with this. It's. Yeah, I think it's an under. It's. Right, it's All gross. Right. These teams are gross. Like I, it is. It's tough. Like, I never thought I would say this, but unless Bo Nix comes back to save Auburn, like, I don't know if they win that game. But also, yeah, if nobody's playing quarter, unless Juan Dixon's going to play quarterback for Maryland, that's for like three people, and it doesn't even make sense. Uh, Sounds like a Southern grocery store. Yeah, I don't know. Just live bet the under if we get a quick score. Do that. Right. Now, this was like a live bet, which we don't get to do that for the contest. We got like a live bet. Just five minutes in, see who looks like they want to be there, right? <laughs> um, who's being tasty? Who's who's more hungover? All right. Georgia is an 18 and a half point favorite or Florida State over under is 44 and a half. So this is where, like, I, I don't want to get my soapbox. We have more games, but like, Florida State's entire team opted out, which I should be grumpy about. But also, if the committee doesn't care about them, why should they care about this game? Right? Which is absolutely fair. But also, it's... why would they not come back and be like, "We're going to kick Georgia's ass to show you we should have been there"? That's what I'm split. Because right? because, mo- <clears throat> because most of the uh, people that are not playing are opt-outs. They're not transfers. So, yeah, they're going, they want to go pro. So they're probably going to go try and make money. They're not. Uh, they're not looking to go somewhere else. I would feel. I would feel a little more strongly or different about it. I think if it was like, oh, they have fifteen of their twenty-two starters in the transfer portal and a couple opt-outs, but it's like two transfer portal guys and eight opt-outs. So it's like I can't. I mean. What are you going to do? I mean, they're not oh, yeah. technically playing for anything anymore at this point. Like, who's going to – I can't judge them for not wanting to risk it. Yeah, and that's where, like, I get where they're coming from. And I also – like, and I don't know what the Georgia list is. I'm sure there's Georgia opt-outs too. I but Georgia, just, like, doesn't have any opt-outs because all their a, players are underclassmen, basically. It's a backup quarterback, a linebacker – but then there's a note to like monitor it. So like it could uh, definitely could change in the next, I don't know, couple days. Yeah. So it's just seen that enough with some other teams. And and I understand the idea of And this is where it's the transition of what the game is now and how it's all, it's all played and what we're doing and why these bowls don't matter and why, Bowling Green and Minnesota never should have played a game last week, um, but it's just it's, like it just the, sucks. these kids, these kids from Florida State, and, and it does suck, and it does suck that we're in this spot of somehow for something that's been talked about for twenty five years about 
paying kids and just letting them make a little bit of money somehow it's just blindsided the NCAA. And they're just like, we never thought we'd have to regulate and control this. I have never, I guess it's not like more than once, but like the, the Bulls should be able to draft their teams. Any team. Doesn't matter record. They just pick their teams. Oh, they can. Along no, so, like yeah. there's very there's very few uh, aside from conferences, they get to pick for the most. Like there's some that don't pick, but no, this is just there'd be no yeah, conferences it, just taking. Well, like, well, and there's a level of um, Mike Ryan from the Levitard show put out. I don't know if it was today or the other day, but about how he goes. Let's just play bowl games on week zero. Let's just do that at the end of the year, you know, in March, you do your draft or whatever, or your selection. And we play bowl games week zero. And everybody's going to say, well, those are completely different teams from the year before. It doesn't make sense. And he goes, the teams that are playing these games right now are completely different teams than what played in November. He goes, what's it matter? He goes, let's, let's play these games and let these. So that way the, the kids who can possibly prove themselves can prove themselves. They can put something out there. Like theoretically you're playing a level team or above, or maybe it is below, but I do think that, I mean, what's it matter if, if a team is having 30 guys, not playing a bowl game, what is, what does it help anybody to play these games? Like it is just, and it is every athletic department will already tell you their money pits to send the teams to like right. nobody makes money they... outside of the conferences. Like the, the chairman and the, and the board members make their, their paychecks, but that's right. great. But capitalism, baby. <laughs> yeah. Like, um, um, I agree. But uh, I can tell Jake, who's having the Jordan flu game, is dying in his little scream. I agree. Like we got, I do want to next year. Like if like at least ten of these bowls are on power time, but it's still easy to ESPN just to have, like ESPN makes money by putting them on the middle of the afternoon tomorrow, tomorrow morning because there's nothing else there. They're going to draw more than any show they could put on ESPN tomorrow at eleven a.m. or ten a.m. Right. So right because ESPN makes money. Right. So. Moving on to a game that should be more competitive. Com- com- competitive. Regulators! Wyoming, three and a half. Over unders, 44 and a half. Over Toledo. Where are we at, Jake? It's Where the in the world Sports is Arizona Bowl? This bowl game? Is this a stadium? Baseball game? Is this a baseball stadium? Is this is the inside bowl? Stadium in Tucson. So, no. Okay. Uh, Toledo is missing their quarterback, I believe. So, just Cowboys. Cowboys yeah, monster now. I'll just yeah, I'll just lay the points with Wyoming. Yeah, I have down that I cannot bet against Wyoming anymore because I have tempted this mistress way too much, and uh, <laughs> and also Wyoming's last five against MAC teams have gone over. If you're interested in that, hmm. oh, I'm still parlay. Also, Wyoming. Wyoming playing for Craig Bull, who's retiring. Oh yeah, oh yeah, Wyoming over. All right, moving on the New Year's Eve, New Year's Day. You can't watch that on TV, by the way. What? Yeah. It's on the Barstool Network. That's it. Oh, God. I forgot God they do that it. with that game they sponsor. Fuck off. That's fine. <laughs> Anyways, Wisconsin is a 10-point underdog against LSU, the team that Iowa should have played. LSU's dodging them. Over-under is 56. I hate anything about this game. I don't know how to bet it. Maybe just take LSU team total over. Yeah, you've got a couple Wisconsin wide receivers out, O lineman, linebacker. Looks like probably one of their leading linebackers uh, that are in the transfer portal opt out. Uh, they have a running back. Their main one, Braylon Allen, yeah. Um, center and a cornerback, LSU. Uh, Jaden Daniels is obviously not playing, so. Um, 
15 of LSU's last 16 games have gone over. Would you guys like to guess which one of those games has gone under? Is it the Iowa game? Bowl games or real games? Games. Their last 16 total games. I have no idea. It is the Georgia State flyover that we had. Oh, where we God. all picked the over and it went under. That is the only game in their last 16 games that has gone under. Because Georgia State could not get in from the four-yard line. <laughs> Flipping Panthers. Um, yeah, the number numbers on action say take that over. So that's probably where I'll be. But we got a couple days before that happens. So. All right. Uh, moving on to the Citrus Bowl. Tennessee is now only a six-point favorite because their quarterback left. Over under is 36 against Iowa. Iowa money line because they're winning the game. Yeah, just give me give me the points in Iowa. Um, I also have played Iowa money line already, but I, under. I just give me the under. <laughs> yeah, I, that's probably fair too. I, I just it's the only word I had in my notes was five under. touchdowns. Yeah, Can't get us five touchdowns. It's just. It's did gross. You see, I, did you see Iowa release their top five plays of the year? No. How many of those oh are on God. the offense? One. One in, in none of them because they were all Cooper DeGene returning punts. It was one play. I didn't see it when I saw that. I saw someone. They probably the four, they shoehorn one in there. Two defense, two special one. teams, one offense. Yep. yep. Did they put the punt return that didn't count in there? That's what I really I didn't think. I didn't give them a link click. I just saw the <laughs> down. Um, all right, moving on to the Fiesta Bowl, where Oregon is finally trying to win one of those because, you know, they lost Iowa State back in 2020. They probably won one in the last few years. I'm just being an ass. Um, they're a 16-point favorite. The over-under is 66-and-a-half. Here's what I'm betting this game. Oregon team total over. Oregon to cover 16-and-a-half. Total over. This is going to be a bloodbath. I yeah, I have Oregon like covering. I have Oregon covering because they're just gonna. No matter what your opt outs are, whatever this and that is, like they're just a much better team. And they picked and they're the one gonna. Go yeah, they're gonna they're gonna just paint the turf with Liberty without without even trying. Like it's just. I think Liberty's going to score, though. You don't think they're going to score? I think they'll get some points. I don't I said, know if they're going to get over. a lot of points. I said total over. I said Oregon team total over, and I think they covered the game. I just wish there's any other group of five team besides Liberty, so therefore I could root for them to win. I hope Liberty gets painted. And then they can say the vote doesn't count. And then they this can is, go. It's just, it's one of those games that feels like it even just goes into half. It, you know, Oregon's up 14, but just in the second half, like. Oregon's have outbouts, right? Jake? Liberty's just better, and they're just. Liberty's tired, Oregon's On, just better, and they're just going to outscore them. VEASAN doesn't have, which is where I've been looking, doesn't have them official, but they have listed numerous potential being. Bo Nix, wide receivers, who I'm assuming are their two top right wide receivers, uh, starting right tackle, a starting defensive back. So that's the reason that I'm not like overly confident that Oregon just goes and beats the crap out of them. Because if you take away that, I don't. I mean, I don't know. Maybe that. Maybe they'd be fine without Bo Nix and their top wide receivers and stuff. I and still do that. I don't know. But I. It gives me a lot more pause than just saying that they're for sure going to do it. God damn it. No, and I'll give you that. And like and obviously we don't know, but I wouldn't be surprised if maybe there's almost an agreement of doing like Bo Nix. Some of those guys are on limited snaps and like they'll play the right. first quarter. That's my that is my worry. That's why I'm just taking Oregon team total over, which I don't know. And they sure they might just build a lead, but then even I think the next guys come in just playing for experience. You're just calling plays to let them run some plays. Like I think they can just smoke Liberty, uh, not smoke. I'm not saying they're going to win by 25, 30. They better not. Yeah. Those Liberty grads will call the cops on them. Uh, but yeah, it's I. I think Oregon will cover 
uh, I just think top to bottom, left to right, they are just the better team, better coached, better better on the field when it comes down to it. All right, let's move on to the national championship game. Um, well, I guess the playoffs, sorry. And, man, as we, like, these games look like, on paper, these look amazing. But last year's cultural playoff games are just some of the best football games I've ever seen, right? Both those games are they just crazy. They're real good. So, that being said, these will probably be, like, complete shit because that's how that works, right, when they look amazing on paper. Um, Alabama is a one-and-a-half-point underdog. Over under is 44-and-a-half. This is in – this is a Rose Bowl. Right, this is a Rose Bowl. Um, honestly, I might just take the Michigan money line. You know, I was talking shit about Alabama earlier. Um, I hate both these teams. And I don't know who I want to win. So, sure. Just give me Alabama. I'm not overthinking it. It's Harbaugh's seventh game of the year. He's in midseason form. Yeah. <laughs> Give me Michigan. Give me Michigan in a point and a half. Oh, here's a quick, here's a quick question for you. How many games in a row versus non-SCC teams has Nick Saban covered? Uh, Double check this stat here. I don't know. Sorry, sorry. Alabama. Alabama. That means it's got to go back a ways, right? Well, that means it's not a Nick Saban stat, which means it's like 15 years older, longer than 15 years. Toss me a number. I have no idea. Against non-SEC teams? Yep. Covered. Covered. I hear... I'm going to say like 16. 77. There's no way. That's what ESPN says. They've covered every non-conference game for the last 15 years. That's what it says. Yeah. They didn't beat Texas two years ago. This year. Were they fair? I feel like that has to be seven straight. It can't be. It wasn't Texas. Uh, That can't be right. And Jake hates me. Um, all right. Michigan is 0 and 6 can spread the last six bowl games. Uh, this is the low, second lowest over under in the playoff game. Um, like like Jake said, give me Bama. Don't overthink it. Um, under is also right there in front of you. Um, I thought it was going to be the best net, better than night. Best game of the night is uh, the last game we're going to talk about. So that's Texas is a four point over. Uh, Texas is a four point favorite over under 63 and a half against Washington. I like Washington plus four, and I like the over. I'll be on Alabama was favored by seven when they lost to Texas this year. Well, then ESPN is just building that SEC propaganda. But, yeah, give me Texas. Take the under. All right. Everything's on the over. But, yeah, uh, there's a little bit of a money lean on Texas minus four. That's what I'll be playing. I don't really want that to happen, but I think that's sadly might be the case. They win by a touchdown. So Washington is four and zero as an underdog under Kellen the the beer. The beer. How do you say that? The boar. is six and two outright and seven and one against spread as a career underdog, including his time at Fresno State. Washington has covered the last three last three bowl games. All three went on the under. Man, Washington State is seven and zero and six and one ATS against non-conference opponents under Kellen DeBoer. Texas has a whole oh man, Texas has his own little Mac Matt Campbell line. They're four and eleven. The Lions plus seven to minus seven. Yeah, give me Washington. Let's go. We need. Yeah, we need. I just think that happened with the Texas thing. Like that only happens to them when they're not. Or like more talented than the other team, or at like the other team is as talented, and I—that's what I fear for like Washington all the way around. I don't know that they are. Ray Penix, this is your moment, right? Like Washington could easily win sure. these two games. Like none of these four teams is like that much better than the other one, right? 
This I don't know. Georgia it depends on what Washington shows up because I didn't think that they were going to be able to run run with Oregon and do what they did there. And Michael Penix that we hadn't seen for eight weeks showed up and put on a show. So. Right. Yeah. Of these four teams, that's the one that could stomach win at the most. Outside of Harbaugh winning it and just flipping everyone the bird, right? Well, yeah, that is. <laughs> no Bama, that's, no Texas. That's the, the living in a simulation storyline, which I think is just where we are at this point. Right, so. Is Harbaugh, Harbaugh is, is the devil, maybe? I don't know. <clears throat> Man, I'm going to get a future conference game. All right. Uh, like I said, it's our last game for the year. Uh, follow us on landlockspod on Twitter for uh, the college basketball system plays. I've really uh, enjoyed doing this pod this year with Jake and Sean. Hopefully, we'll be back next year on Cyclone Fanatic. Thank you guys all for listening. Uh, I'm Ted, Sean, Jake, and maybe next year I'll figure out how to say goodbye on one of these things. I'll get there. I'm gonna get that catchphrase. I'm working on it. I'm, I'm workshopping it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna hire some ghostwriters. We're gonna get there. So, all right, boys, enjoy, uh, enjoy. Betting your bulls. We'll talk to you soon. All right. Later. See you guys. Bye.